mountains are still being moved. Hello, and welcome to Raising the Standard with Pastor Owen Moody of the Richmond House of Prayer in Richmond, Kentucky. You're invited to join us each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for an anointed full-length message from Pastor Moody. After the message, we'll be back to let you know how you can contact us. On this podcast, Pastor Moody brings us a message entitled, In the Name of the Lord. His scripture text to be taken from the book of Psalms, chapter 124, verse 8, and the book of John, chapter 14, verses 13 and 14. Here now, Pastor Moody. I I want to talk to you just a few minutes tonight, preach to you a little bit. Actually, I'm going to Psalm 124, and then I'll be in John 14. But the title of my message tonight is In the Name of the Lord. In the Name of the Lord. And uh, I want to say that sometimes as believers, Maybe we don't realize or we tend to neglect or maybe even forget, God forbid, the power in the name of Jesus, especially when we pray in his name or declare a thing over our lives in the name of Jesus. Um, I read a little story that I want to share with you about two boys back many, many years ago who went to, through school together, and they graduated, and, and then they, life separated them. They didn't see each other for a long, long time, and many, many years later, one day, they met on the street, and they recognized each other, began to talk, and one of these boys had went through college and law school and became a lawyer and was very respected in the community, and the other boy had, his life had been one setback after the other, and at this moment, he was a beggar. And the beggar said to the lawyer, he said, I'm just amazed at how your life has turned out and how well you've done. And the lawyer was astounded to see him in this condition. They talked for a while. And before he left, before, before they left, now this was back in the day before debit cards and all of that, the lawyer pulled out his checkbook and wrote the other uh, young man a, a sizable check and said, I want you to take this, you know, because of our friendship because of my love for you. And I want you to buy the things that you need and, and use it for what you need for. And the beggar looked down at himself and he spoke to the lawyer and he said, but if I walk into the bank in these garbs, in these rags, and they recognize I'm a beggar, that I have nothing, will they cash the check for me? And the lawyer smiled at him and said, my friend, it's not how you look or how you're dressed that matters, but it's the name on the check. And when I read that, it, it kind of inspired me. And I, be, I began to say, that's the way God has spoke to us and taught us how to pray. I want to tell you, we don't bring our worth to God. We don't come to God, especially by how we're dressed or what we might be able to afford. But we come to God in the name of Jesus, in the authority of Christ, in the, in the power of what Jesus did for us on the cross. When we pray, we pray in his name. I want to read Psalm 124, just verse number eight. The Bible says, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Now I want you to look at John chapter 14 and verse number 13 and 14. And Jesus said this, he said, Whatever, whatsoever, in the King James, you ask in my name, in the name of Jesus, that will I do that the Father 
may be glorified in his son. And then in verse 14, he said, if you will ask anything in my name, I will do it. Hallelujah. I started thinking about this and and Brother Dave and Sister Gail Pence are here helping me tonight. And, and I told Sister Gail, I said, a few days ago, God began to deal with me about this. And I began to look at it. And it's scripture that, that I know that we are familiar with. But sometimes familiarity breeds complacency. Sometimes we become so familiar with phrases like in the name of Jesus and in the name of the Lord. And, and we kind of just say that sometimes as a catchphrase or, or we just really don't realize what we're saying. I want to tell you that God wants us to have confidence in him. In the first two verses of, of uh, Psalm 124, the Lord, uh, it says twice there, it said, if it had not been for the Lord, amen, that was on our side. It says that twice, amen. Uh, then it said, when men rose up against us, if it had not been for the Lord. I want to tell you, I can tell you that for over 40 years, that if it had not been for the Lord, there's been many, many times that I would not have made it through the things that were facing me. I want to tell you that, that praying in Jesus' name and believing and trusting in the name of the Lord has given me confidence in God. Can I tell you, when the Lord saved me, I knew nothing much about the Bible, nothing much about prayer. I've told this before the night that I went forward to pray for salvation. Two wonderful, well-meaning people, a man on one side, a lady on the other side, uh, were, came to pray with me, and, and the man said, Owen, you need to pray. And I'll never forget this. I said, I don't know how. And then the precious lady who's in heaven now, she began to speak to me and encourage me and say, call on the name of Jesus and say, Lord, in your name I ask for forgiveness. I did and God saved me. It gives me confidence to know that over these 40 years, there's been many times that I've cried out to God and said, oh God, in the name of Jesus, I need help tonight. And uh, I want to tell you, it gives me confidence in God. In Psalm 3 and 6, the psalmist had confidence in God and he said, I will not be afraid of 10,000s of people that have set themselves against me roundabout. I want to tell you, sometimes it feels like the world is against you. And sometimes death seems to be looming. David, if you'll remember in the Psalms, in Psalms 23 and 4, said, listen, he had confidence in God. He said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even though the shadow's casting on me and the chills are coming, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I want to tell you today, this is a day of, of trouble. It's a day of unrest and uncertainty. But I want to tell you one thing I've found out is that I can have confidence in God. I heard an old preacher one time many years ago when I was just a, a kid preacher starting out, he said, listen to me. He said, you may shake and tremble on the rock, sometimes standing on the rock, but he said, that rock never shakes or trembles under you. You can be steadfast, unmovable, as Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, always abounding in the work of the Lord. I can tell you, we have confidence in God. You might say, 
say, brother, you don't know what I'm facing. I've got this physical problem or this financial problem or this fear that has come against me. And I don't want to tell you that in Psalm 124, he talked about the soul's enemies. In verse 2, he said, when when men rose up against me, amen, and said they would have swallowed us up. And then he said, the waters seemed like the circumstances seemed to overwhelm us. Things began to uh, come against us. He said, amen, and and, and, in verse number three, he said, they had swallowed us up. They would have have come against us, and it seemed like we would not have made it, just men and circumstances coming against us. And I want to tell you, we have enemies, amen. We have enemies, but listen, Paul said our enemies are not men. They're not flesh and blood. I, I want to tell you, and right now today was Inauguration Day. Some are overjoyed at the new president. Some are dismayed. I want to tell you that I've, I've been in this world so long, and this will, maybe I, I said this to my church, and they thought it was a little humorous. I said, Harry Truman was president when I was born. I don't remember Mr. Truman, but I remember Ike, Mr. Eisenhower, who was the uh, presiding general over World War II. And uh, I remember him, and down through the years of my life, many, many men have come and gone as president. And I really think I could only think of the two, maybe about two of them that really affected me in any way that I could that I could relate to. So I want to tell you, my enemy's not a president. My enemy's not in Congress or in Frankfurt or anywhere else. My enemy is not flesh and blood, but it's it's the wickedness, it's principalities and power. Sometimes you know, people are motivated by wrong motives and they might come against you, but you need to see what's behind the attack. It's a spiritual attack, our soul's enemy. I remember what Jesus said to Simon Peter in Luke chapter 22. He said in verse 31, he said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan, there's your enemy, Satan has desired to have you that he might sift you like wheat. That means completely bring you down to the basic elements. But Jesus said, watch this, I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. And he said, Peter, when you're converted, this was before Calvary, before Pentecost, before the new birth. He said, when you're converted, strengthen your brethren. He said, I want you to know they might, you might think they're going to get you now. But when you're converted and you've got the presence of God in you, not just around you, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, I want you know, to know that in the midst of a battle, in the midst of a storm, you'll be able to stand and encourage, amen, those that are around you and strengthen the brethren, amen. And, uh, you know, I, I thought like this, sometimes it's like the waters of affliction rise up against us. It says in Psalms 24, 124, verse 4 and 5, it said, then the waters that overwhelmed us and the stream had gone over our soul. Then the proud waters had gone over us. And uh, I, when you think about that kind of word, the waters over, that, that's talking about waters that represent the floods of attacks that come against us. But in Psalm 42 and 7, the psalmist said, deep calls unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts, all thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. And when it says deep calls unto deep, in other words, when one affliction comes immediately after another, then we can understand that there's a God 
that raises up a standard of flood of the Holy Spirit that'll come and push back the powers of darkness. Amen. Uh, amen. I, I, I thought like this, it's as if it were called for one. The storm sometimes seemed like to be invited by the previous one. And he says, I want you to understand that this God Amen, is able to deliver you from anything that the enemy brings against you. And so in the last verse of Psalm 124, he said, our help is in the name of the Lord. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord, which made heaven be the uh, made heaven and earth. In verse six, he says, "Blessed be the Lord, who hath not given us over as a prey to the teeth of the enemy, but like a bird that's escaped out of the traps of the enemy." Amen. The snare is broken, and we shout, "Our help is in the name of the Lord." You know, I've found that when you pray in the name of Jesus. When you believe God and declare the truth of Scripture over your life in the name of Jesus, that things happen. It, it, it brings the power of God. It upsets the enemy, but that's all right. I, I thought like this. Today, there's nothing any more offensive to the world than the name of Jesus. I was talking to somebody today about public education. I'm not going to get political. I'm going to stay spiritual. And I said, for 25, 30 years, school children have been indoctrinated and, and taught to be tolerant. And I agree with that. Be tolerant of everything, though, whether it's something that, that the church regards as sin or the Bible condemns or not. If it's some Eastern religion that takes people away from Jesus, you're supposed to tolerate it. You're not allowed to say anything negative about that or how it contradicts Christianity. I want to remind everybody that will hear me that Christianity still is the founding, the faith of the founding fathers and has always been the pillar, amen, of faith in the United States of America. And uh, so I, I thought like this, when, when if you, you're tolerant of everything, you put a child, you put a shirt on that child, send him to a public school that's got a cross or says Jesus on it, and they'll send him home. Are you hearing me? Let him take a Bible to school or pray, amen, out loud in the name of Jesus. They'll expel him for that. They say that's offensive. I think it's foolishness because faith is the foundation and the very cause of the greatness of our nation. I want to talk about doing things in Jesus' name. The scripture said in Acts chapter three, when Peter and John went into the temple, into the beautiful gate one day, there was a man laying there that was lame from his mother's womb and he was begging alms and he looked at Peter and John and the Bible said in Acts chapter three, verse number six, that Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Notice that in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he said, rise up and walk. Let me, let me explain this. The name of a person it means in the authority. It's like the man with the check. When they see the name on the check, they're going to give you the money. When the devils hear you say in the name of Jesus, they have to back off. When sickness hears you declare healing in the name of Jesus, it has to flee. And Peter said that silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. Look at this. Verse 7 says, Then Peter 
acted upon what he said. He took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength and the rest of it is commotion. He jumps up leaping and prays. Listen, this guy had never taken a step in his life. He didn't have to learn to crawl and then walk. When God healed him, he jumped up leaping, praising and walked into the temple and everybody saw him and knew who he was. Amen. And uh, I want to tell you, it caused a great stir. People come running from everywhere. And Peter said, don't look upon us if if by our own power we'd done this. But I want you to know that that this happened, amen, by the power of God. And uh, then when it happened, they... The, 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 real, the ruling class of the Jews, the religious leaders, they arrested them, they took them in, they threatened them. And in Acts chapter four, verse number uh, 17, amen, the scripture says that, the, that they, they talked among themselves and they said this to each other. They said, but that this spread no further among the people. Let us straightly threaten them. Listen, they didn't care for them talking they wouldn't even have cared for him preaching. But he said, we don't want him to speak to anymore to, 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 to speak. We want him to speak no more to, to, to any man, to no man in this name. Because they could preach in any other name. But it was only in the name of Jesus that that man was healed. They didn't pray in the name of Moses. They didn't pray in the name of Elijah or Isaiah or Jeremiah, or one of the great prophets, they prayed in the name of Jesus. We don't want them to speak to any man in this name. And they called them and commanded them. Watch this, verse number 18. Amen, they called them and, and commanded them, amen, and, and said to, to them not to speak at all, nor to teach in the name of Jesus. Don't, don't speak at all in, verse, in the name of Jesus. Acts chapter four, verse number 18. Then the Bible said in verse 19, but Peter and John answered them and said, whether it be right in the sight of God to listen to you more than unto God, you be the judge. Verse number 20, because we can only speak the things which we have seen and we have heard, and have heard. And so the Bible said that they threatened them and they had to release them because all the crowd knew the man they knew it was a notable miracle. They, they were praising God, and they knew if they try to shut this down, it's going to cause an uproar that they can't handle. And so the disciples get back to the church, and they get to pray, and they get to talking. And in Acts chapter 4 and verse 29, they said, And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness that they may speak your word. Amen by stretching forth your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done. Watch this, here it is again. By the name, by the name of your holy child Jesus, amen. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. They were filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak the word of God in boldness. I wanna tell you, that God has promised us, amen, that there's power when we pray, power when we preach, power when we speak against sickness, disease, and, and the attacks of the devil, but it must be in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In Luke chapter 24 and verse number 46, Jesus said unto them, thus it is written and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise the third day. And then he says, 
amen, and, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached, here it is again, in his name, in the name of Jesus, among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. I want to tell you folks that this is a day, amen, that we need to understand that the entirety of the Bible points to Jesus. Amen. In John chapter 20, when the book was concluding, John said, I want you to know that these things are written, that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing, here it is, you might have life through his name. I want to tell you, there's no other name under heaven whereby men must be saved except the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to tell you, he's the way, the truth, and the life. You can't get to God but by him. And we understand that to mean you can only be saved by accepting Jesus. But I want to tell you, you can't get God's attention till you pray in the name of Jesus. You're not going to get the sick healed until you move in the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Bondages are not going to be broken till you take authority over them in the name of Jesus. Oh, you listen to me. Demons will not be cast out until you do it in the name of Jesus. Mark said these signs that will follow them that believe in my name. He said they'll cast out devils. Amen. They'll heal the sick. They'll raise the dead. They'll speak with new tongues. If they take up serpents, it won't bother them. No, that, that, that just simply means God will deliver you from every deadly power. I'm here to tell you folks today that in the name of the Lord, there's a great revival on the horizon and the church has got to get back to prayer. The church has got to get back to preaching Jesus. Somebody asked me one time, are you Jesus only? I said, nope, I'm a Trinity man, but I'm only Jesus to get to the Father. He's the only way. And I want to encourage you today to give him your heart, give him your life. If you're, if you're lost, if you're bound, if you're in trouble, tonight you can call on the name of Jesus. And I've got good news for you that this God, amen, that we serve, he will hear you, he will answer you, he'll move, amen, and give you help and give you strength to overcome all of the powers of darkness. There's no weapon that's formed against you that can prosper as long as you go forward in the name of the Lord. Amen. This is Brother Moody, and I thank you for listening tonight. I want to pray for you right now. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for grace. We thank you for mercy. We thank you for the truth of the gospel. We thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against us can prosper. We thank you that the church is not defeated, not going down, not going over, because we're marching to Zion in the name of Jesus. We're walking forward in his name and for his cause, and all that we do, we do for him and because of his command, his great commission. I pray right now that if there's anybody out there lost, they'll say, Father, forgive me of my sins in the name of Jesus. If there's anybody out there they're sick, they'll say, Lord, heal me in the name of Jesus. Anybody out there on drugs, they'll say, Lord, deliver me in the name of Jesus. A marriage in trouble, they'll say, Lord, help us in the name of Jesus. And God, that you'll move for them right now. And we give you all the praise in the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And set our hearts on you, Lord, come and We hope you enjoyed today's message and will tune in again next time. Raising the Standard is the media ministry of the Richmond House of Prayer in Richmond, Kentucky. 
For more information on the various outreaches and ministries of the Richmond House of Prayer, please visit our website at www.rhop.life. Thanks for listening.